Yes. All right, Clara, if you're ready, we have dedication. So beginning of the episode, guests get to dedicate to person, place, or thing, or whatever. So what okay. would you like to dedicate this episode to? Um, myself. Just kidding. Um, I would like to dedicate it to my husband and my two puppies and my five chickens and my parents because they're all loving me and supporting me. Wonderful. I love it. Yes. Yay. We're back with Clara Davies. Hi. Yes. So I got to ask you, and mm-hmm. I love, I, I usually do with my guests, I always talk about names. How many times has people actually called you Claire, though? Um, it's Claire or Clara, Clara, which I don't know where that comes from, but yeah, yeah, that's those are what I get called, and then it's like, I am, I, I go with it. Because it actually is Clara. Clara, yeah. Have you ever met anybody with that name, too? Um, I feel like I just met somebody who was a Clara. Really? But I also just met a Claire, so I might be thinking of that. <laughs> so has any immediate family ever called you Claire? Like your brothers and sister or... Uh, or no. no Maybe to tease me. <laughs> Maybe to tease me. I'm sure I've been called worse things. All right. All right. So you have... you almost sounds like you have a wild kingdom at your house. So you have like puppies? I do. Well, they're not puppies. Well, they're puppies to well, me. Well, okay. Small, small guys. They're in their teenage years. Um... <laughs> Yeah, two little and you have chickens too, and chickens. Yes. So did they you get eggs and fresh eggs and all mm-hmm. that stuff? So yeah, okay. yeah, that's nice. Yeah, we did you kind of live in that kind of atmosphere when you were growing up? Mm, well, like mm, around like livestock or something. Or, no, I grew up in a small town. Yeah, um, super small town, and literally the name, the word farm, is in the name of the town. So oh, those, I love those. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I lived in a very rural area. So I'm used to livestock and okay. pets, um, but we just had dogs and cats growing up. Right. So you, you know, you've always been around like animals yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Huge yeah. animal lover. <laughs> right. So, well, I've, I never really grew up with dogs until I was like in my teenage years, but now I can't, I don't think I ever could live without a dog. Because mm-hmm. it's almost like if you, and especially sadly when you lose one, but it's mm-hmm. that extreme quiet when they're gone, mm-hmm. that it's almost like it's a huge void. Like, oh, where is he today? Oh, that's right. He's... You know, and that takes yeah. it hard to, especially when I've had to put dogs down. Yeah, we had a dog. We had her. We adopted her, and then had her for five months before we found out like she was stage seventeen of having cancer, and so like we had to put her down that day. We found out. Right. Yeah. And I still cry. It was like two years ago. So. Well, the two, my two, are kind of unique characters. If um, the oldest Thor really has this anxiety feature to oh. him, so he's really. He's, he can't go to bed unless he knows everybody's safe. Mm. No dangers outside. He checks the windows and then he can relax. Where the other one doesn't. I mean, he can just sleep wherever. Well, but, it's because his older brother's protecting him. <laughs> his older brother's. But he, our, one, our oldest always checks the room to make sure, okay, everybody's safe and quiet. Now I can go to sleep. And then he's the first one up, too. That's so, so cute. I love when they have their own personalities. Right. Yes. So um, I would like to talk about a little bit because you've done also writing acting a little bit of directing mm-hmm. you've done 
a lot, a huge, huge spectrum of filmmaking and creativity stuff. Yeah. So what was the first thing you did creatively before you got into the whole span of like... Well, going back like many, many, many years ago, Yeah. Um, when I was in high school, I did a lot of like public speaking activities and clubs and... So you were kind um, of comfortable doing it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I was in all of the... We, I mean, I went to such a small school, I could be the lead in everything. So, <laughs> you know... Now I come to acting right. real world and I'm like, why aren't I the lead in everything? <laughs> right? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so I took many years off to kind of do my worldly activities and try to figure out how to be a grown up. Yeah. And then I got back into writing, which okay. t- turned into wanting to audition. And that's kind of where I started. So, so writing is pretty much how you... Mm-hmm. Like yeah, your dominant thing. Writing is like a personal, yeah. like natural thing for me. Um, it wasn't at all my goal. I think um, when I think about my career, I see myself as an actress. Yeah. But then writing is just so easy for me. So. Do you kind of do it like anytime? Or yeah. Do you need like you all of a sudden you just catch yourself writing. Yeah, I always have paper and pen with me. You do, you really? Yeah, yeah I do. You, you got I mean, you like, saw my fuzzy pens. So. <laughs> right. Yes. I've got a cute little notebook too. Do you keep like index cards with you? I notice a lot of people who obsessively write stuff have index cards. I know, like the the famous author Elmer Leonard, always carried index cards with them because he would just like he's at dinner with somebody and then he would like stop. And you start writing something for a story. No, I'm not yeah. that sophisticated. I usually have like <laughs> post-it notes or like the back of someone's business card, a receipt. And so I have just like this pile of notes that I carry in my purse and put in dresser drawers. And So originally when you started writing, was it stories or just like lines or like poetry? or The very first stuff that I ever wrote was yeah. in middle school and it was lyrics to like songs that I was going to be a rock star. Um, but I cannot sing very well at all so some of the best lyricists are not yeah good singers so i was just waiting for you know bands to notice me so i don't know <laughs> what happened music, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you like lyrics and then you kind of figure out with lyrics there's a certain set of rhythm yeah that was kind of that's something that you can't really train but something that you kind of know is a rhythm of a pacing mm-hmm. especially when you write lyrics too right yeah yeah so it's like lyrics poetry a little bit and then like um, creative writing in school and then I started writing like novels starting not ever finishing since you're extremely busy doing all your other projects and um, working in acting do you still find time to actually read books uh, not as of late I have read a couple um, filmmaking kind of books sure yeah and I drive a lot so I listen to books on tape and nice. podcasts. Oh, yeah yeah um, because that's when I can, I, that's my downtime and I might as well be learning something or taking stuff in. I, I met a person that, or she lives uh, about an hour and a half away from her job and she goes, I love it because I, I go home as kids and, mm-hmm. you know, and everything in my drive is my alone time and I could actually read or listen to it. Yeah, same. It's, yeah. when I'm in the cities, I'm like doing meetings or, you know, all of this stuff and then I go home and it's family and dogs and noise um so in the car is my downtime yeah when do you think you're most creative are you a day day creator or kind of at night or um four to six p.m is my um magic little time Yeah. yeah and then probably past 11 
but I go to bed at nine, so I never see that side. I get the nighttime. I'm an extremely, and I've, I think everybody who listens, I'm an extremely nighttime creative person. I really don't start going until like nine thirty. Wow. And kind of, I don't decompress. I'm not a decompress sleeper. I got a crasher, so I keep oh. going until I'm exhausted, and then I go to bed. Yeah, I'm not like that. I'm a lay in bed for an hour before I fall asleep. So you're kind of a decompressor too. Yeah. Yeah, my wife is. Yeah, yeah. It's well, I just need to kind of, I don't know, maybe this is, I just always need that simulation until I get it physically exhausted. I can't take it anymore than mm-hmm. crash. Yeah. Yeah. So, do other side of writing, you do, have you written like novels, like scripts, or do you mostly stick to script kind of? Um, I have three novels. One's like almost finished, and then the other two are about halfway, and then I have two three screenplays one is just on its second draft now and then okay. the other two are waiting so you've written novels before yeah i'm yeah. not i haven't edited them or anything i've just like gotten to the process of doing them doing them yeah and then i'll get back to them when i'm finished or when i get a chance do you get kind of like almost like an anxiety if you don't write um kind of like a little build up like and if it's do it? if it's in my head then i have to write it down yeah um like I'll stop or I'll pull over it if I don't have a pen um, I'll have to just text it to myself okay yeah Um, because it sticks in there and then I like I have notes for future stories like for the next 50 years so <laughs> right like Daratino says I need to leave I need to live three times over to write everything yeah, to have exactly yeah for all the things I want to make I gotta mm-hmm. I have three more lifetimes I have to do <laughs> yeah I'm just trying to fit them all into one so so, do you have a, a what I'm gonna ask is, do you have a, a think of like a style, or do you just pour it out? Um, I don't know. I think somebody else would have to tell me my style. Yeah. I think. I think that's kind of like it, isn't it? Somebody yeah. will have to tell you you have a style before you realize you have it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you actually, um, when you write, do you do outlines? Uh, for screenplays, I okay. do. All right. Um novels I kind of just like no I not I just <laughs> write and then kind of go back and like oh I should add this in um but screenplays I feel because there's sort of a structure that you have to follow yeah. um kind of well it is almost like especially screenwriting it's almost like writing lyrics for a song you're mm-hmm. fitting into a pacing yeah right how long you can have a scene how mm-hmm. long can these people to talk before we have you know Right. Yeah. So there's a certain level of pacing before mm-hmm. you have to think about a movie, especially for the writing it. Yeah. Yeah. So when you think of ideas creative, do you think in color or do you think in black and white? In color. You really do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I see everything kind of vividly. I mean, well, it depends on the story, but yeah. um, everything's in color. So you think that, I mean, because I usually don't think stories in color. Even though they're, I think stories in black and white, but well, that's that unique because you... color is a dominant thing, especially because you think of what the character is going to wear and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah, I see them. Like I see, you know, the colors of the walls and stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, you're going to ask me something. Go ahead. But do you think you see black and white because of comic books? Because you start in black and white. Yeah. Don't you think? I think so. I think so because I'm. I don't think I'm more color driven. Even though I'm surrounded by color all right. the time and inspiration, and mm-hmm. um, but I think story-wise, I think black and white, where they're going to stand and 
what's going to look like and the lighting and then the color comes second mm-hmm. for me but i think a lot of people and it's sometimes very obvious they think color right away when they're writing right yeah, yeah. i i when i think of a story i see it how it will play as a movie even like with novels i just i see it visually and i have to like remember everything like how this person is walking and which way the cars are going and all of these like i have to remember that um, because i can see it playing right as a movie like when we we did a short film um called the last day of school that i wrote and i directed um but writing it i saw it and then i followed my, my my brain picture with my pen. I like that. I like that phrase, brain picture. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Do you do storyboards? Do you kind of sketch them out? No. No. <laughs> nope. Not an artist at all. No. Do you like doing, do you like to have storyboards when you do movies? Um, I haven't had one yet because I've okay. only directed one okay. short. Um, I don't know. I think it's a, it's a great step to have. I don't have the patience to wait for that. No. Yeah. Kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, and also, it's, I don't know, it's hard for me to explain to somebody, I don't know, I just, I feel like the words are more important to me, to me and to have my vision, because yeah. I can see it and like, Well, it's almost like know. a trap. Unle- unless right? I draw it, yeah. I don't know if it's going to be good enough for, I mean, no offense to anyone who does storyboarding, because I think it's really important. No, I think it's a preference. But yeah, yeah. for me, it's, it's not something... I think that will work for me as yeah. a director, I guess. Well, I think it's a trapping question because I think you are writing dominant. You write, yeah. and then you think visually second and somebody else bringing, well, I think it should look like this. And like, no, yeah. that's not what I'm really want. Right, I mean, if the yeah. pictures have words on it, that will help a lot. Yeah. Um, I do wedding design also. And so I have photos for design boards, but then I also make a, a very specific description of the ideas and everything that's going to be in that design. Did you do your own wedding? Yes, <laughs> I did. Right. Well, you don't want like yeah. It's kind of it's a safe answer, but it's a safe question because you know sometimes when your own wedding, you have so much other stuff to think about that mm-hmm. you have somebody else to come in. But yeah, right, and I mean that's my that is like my daytime job. So if you're too busy to plan your wedding, then please hire me. But um, no, it was really hard to convince my husband that as a wedding planner, I need to hire somebody. <laughs> so I had to do it myself. Are you comfortable doing the whole wedding stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been doing it for several years now. So, so you done? You were doing them before you got your yes. wedding. Yes. So yep. you kind of knew the game and what that did. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, how did you transfer from writing to film? How did that transfer happen? Well, I started writing again and I was writing a novel and I was um, just thinking like, oh, when they turn this into a movie, because obviously they will, um, I'll play the lead character because, you know, that's how things work in Hollywood, right? Right, yeah. Um, but everybody does that with a writer. Yeah, like, so, so yeah. I, that's what I was doing and I was like, well, this, why am I waiting for this to happen? Because that'll take several years. I should just start acting again. And so then I signed up for a class and I haven't turned back. Do, do you, so, and I looked up, because you've done quite a few movies already, the short mm-hmm. span, and then now you're working on doing your full feature film that you were Yes, pr- so um, I have been 
there are several opportunities, but there's also a lot of other actresses yeah. in the Twin Cities. So, and I, I'm not patient at all. So I'm, I don't want to wait for roles to come to me. I'm just going to write them myself. So I wrote a feature film and I'm working with my friend um, who is a director and she directed a short film that I was like, a, I had a small role in and I thought she did a really great job. So we're working on creating this feature film. Yeah, that's nice. Okay. So yeah. you're in, it's in the, well, they say, what's the phrase? Pre-production. Yes. Yeah, so yes. Did you, did you write the, the screenplay for it? I did. Okay. All right. And she liked it and mm-hmm. did she help? Did, was she part of the writing process too? Or? Um, well, I did the first draft. And then we kind of had a discussion about the character and the story and all all the all the characters, um, and then kind of went more into themes and ideas and made it a little bit more cohesive. So right. now we're doing I'm doing the second draft yeah. to go through, add some more pages, change things a little bit, change some character ideas a little bit. So it's kind of you're kind of aiming for kind of like going into production when. Uh, this f- winter. It's a winter-based film. Oh, boy. When there's All snow. Right. All right. Well, uh, you're in the right state for that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. And it's actually... So we... I wrote it to basically be a no-budget film. Um, so I didn't care who was on it. I was going to make it anyway, even okay. if I had to, like, film it on my iPhone. Um, so I wrote it to be filmed at my house in my woods with, you know all of the snow um so it's it's based in the midwest and with the snow and holiday and yeah. everything so if we could talk about a little bit of it is yeah. like, what kind of genre is it is it a drama it's an action it's a drama with a smidge of comedy um like that yeah. dark you know punch drunk love kind of we, we vibe we up here love dark comedy yeah i, I mean fargo we love mm-hmm. we love dark comedy yeah um we don't have any wood chippers um, in our film. <laughs> I hope not. Anyway, oh, no. Um, no, and it's yeah. it's a fun. It's um, a story about a widow who was recently widowed, but she's also newly pregnant, um, and dealing with the um, juxtaposition of grief and her joy, and right, dealing yeah. with all of that heaviness. So it's, it's mostly concentrating on that character. Yes. Yeah. But that's a huge transition because you're thinking. Yeah. And there there yeah. are some other things like um, how her husband died and her par- like her family relationships. And there's a lot of different elements to it. It's not just watching one woman grow a belly. Um, but there's a lot of different themes oh, yeah. throughout it. Yeah. So you're going to figure shoot this in color. Yes. <laughs> Right. Yes, I mean, one. depends right. on how much snow there is. We hope, we, well, hopefully we get a bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, are you gonna, are you guys gonna do like exterior? You think? Yes. Okay, so you can be out there in the cold and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are you comfortable doing it? Or are you? Yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. we're super excited. I know about it. I love them so much. Yeah. Do you have a working title or no? Yes, it's called Bittersweet. I like it. Yeah. yeah. When I was in a band, we had a title of a song called Bittersweet. Yeah, I think there's a. Fuel song called Bittersweet, actually. Now that I but think about a, it, but that's that's fitting juxtaposition. Yeah, it is. And um, in the story, her husband was a maple syrup maker, a sugar maker. Really? Okay. So that's kind yeah. of part of like the bittersweet, because there's right. maple syrup in the movie. 
So have you, you've had fresh maple syrup? Yeah. So yeah. I the film is basically like my life in a weird alternate universe. Um, not pregnant mom. Um, and my husband is very much alive. But it's just like my house. We have a sugar shack and we make maple syrup. So it's just oh, all, all of these things, yeah, that I have available to me. And it's fun to put them in a movie. So you grew up on a sugar shack? No. No, no, you, no, no. You did your own maple syrup. Yeah, so okay. we bought our house three years ago. So we've been doing it for, this is our second or third year. Okay, so you make your own syrup? Mm-hmm. That's it's nice. delicious. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's something that if you haven't had it, it's like, wow. Because mm-hmm. it's like really out of the tree. It's, you know, so you don't have to go through the whole processing. It's really direct? Uh, right? No, you so. have to, I mean, you have to boil it and cook it I've, yeah yeah you can just just i know <laughs> you can't chop down a tree and get syrup right out of the obvious it, step yeah yeah you um gotta, yeah it's yeah. right from our backyard wonderful wonderful um so it has a little bit of elements that you're aware of i think that's what you're trying to yes yeah so it has a little bit like the environments and all that stuff and yeah the, and that's yeah. i mean if we're you know indie filmmaking we don't have you know the huge budget to spend on locations and props and all yeah. these different things so you write what you have yeah. So how how you know when you write a short film and anybody listening was interested in writing a short film, how long you think it was like a ten pages or eight page script or? Um. Well, my short film was ten pages and turned into a fifteen minute film. Um. Yeah. This is a feature, so it'll be the standard one twenty. Ninety to one twenty. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. All right. Well, wonderful, wonderful. All right, we're gonna take a little break, and we'll be right back. Hi, everybody. It's Mac Jackson. And I'd like to invite you to three of my podcasts that are on iTunes and Stitcher. The first is the Never Gets Old podcast. My co-host, Nathan Shell, and I discuss everything in TV, movies, music, and comics, and swap stories about our exciting everyday lives. The second is the MacGyver podcast, where we discuss Richard Dean Anderson, his television shows, and the positive influence that it's had on us every day. The third podcast is the new MacGyver SG-1, an independent audio series with the continued adventures of Jack O'Neill, MacGyver, and finding out that they're twin brothers. Check them out on iTunes, Stitcher, and anywhere good podcasts are played. And also, please leave us a good rating and a nice review and look for our Facebook pages. And follow me on Twitter at MacWJackson. Thanks, everyone. I'll see you at the next adventure. Don't know where I will. Get recalled stock again. Gave up my will and let it get far. And I'm feeling bad. All right, we're back with Clara. And um, no comic books ever in your life, really? No. No. No, I Not feel like guilty saying that. No, the closest I've come to liking comics book, comic books is Mallrats, uh, the movie. That's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like an homage so, to comic book geeks. People. Yeah. Right, yeah. So, no, you've never been to a Comic Con? No, I would like to go. It is a, Cause that it's would a be fun, fun experience. It's more of yeah people watching and like yeah. i like experiencing would you ever consider doing like what they call cosplay yes definitely <laughs> duh i'm an actress please dress me up in cool costumes 
Well, you just really did. Yeah. Did. Yeah. I was in the Duluth 48 hour film festival. Yeah. With, um, Battle Mage. Yeah. Films. But you were in anyway. this amazing costume. Yes. I was a goddess. So it's all, Which, it was, you were like an all gold and everything. Yeah. So it was very true to life. Um, character like for me out of your hair yeah and all that stuff so how long did you get to get in that uh it was one day we i was in costume for the well how long did it take to get everything oh, on you not very long really because it's just a dress and yeah plastic thing <laughs> but it looks fabulous yeah it did look right. fabulous right um, <laughs> so did, did you have like a title to your name when you did the photo shoots or they just kind of no, goddess was my character's name. That's nice. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it matches. I mean, because you have such awesome hair. Yeah. Really fits. Yeah. The, the gold and the red. Yeah, it looked really good. Yeah. Did you ever think about changing your hair? Um, this has changed. I changed it a lot. <laughs> it was brown when I started acting, or brownish blonde. <laughs> but it's nice. I mean, it's nice because for especially when you do auditions, it pops out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes it because it is kind of like. Wow, especially mm-hmm. when you come in a room, you can like you're just you pop out. Oh, that thank you. <laughs> yeah. It was intentional. <laughs> so, um, without the movies, I think it, if I look back in the research, you actually played a detective in a movie, right? I did. Yes, and I love detective movies. If you want to just indulge me, because you played a detective in a movie. Ah, uh, it was a short, small like very small supporting role it was more of just an action yeah um but you gotta wear a badge yeah well, <laughs> and i had a like a fake gun well, and I, then so yeah. i'll tell you a funny story so i we're, i'm on set and i'm the only female and this older gentleman was like hi are you the makeup artist and i said uh no i have a gun i'm a detective thank you very much i would do exactly like that yeah yeah yeah. So that was fun. See, I would love to be play detective. I wouldn't want to be one because I watched First Forty Eight. I don't want to be one in a but just to play one uh-huh. and have the attitude. Yeah. Yeah. That was that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever want to do like a detective story? Um, I like to do all stories that sure. have like really great characters. So it's you. You really like start with a character. Yeah. Yeah. It's really kind of what i get out of it i'm very selfish in that way like i want to be part of films that actually make me like not be put in a box of female characters right yeah because there is like kind of stereotype characters that are written into films and i don't want to play those well especially in my book i was totally conscious of that that and you tight you put them in a category right yeah brunettes are the bad girls blondes are the good girls and I, I was like, why don't we just knock the knock it off? Yeah. Right. Or like, like I'll see castings and like super hot really? book teacher or something. And I'm like, okay, I'm not super hot, but I'm relatively attractive. Do I still count? I don't know. And then I just like say, screw it. I'm not going to be part of this. I'm not, I'm not submitting myself. Um, so. Right. And I, and I put that in my story because why, why is that the first thing that's the interest? Why did you like just put female librarian yeah right. i don't know i'd have to be yeah i don't know because i want someone super hot i don't know i i don't know these people <laughs> either i don't know the casting people or the people that they actually choose so i'm so. gonna ask you do you have a favorite novel 
You like? Do you have a particular I, favorite novel? Or I is, do. Right. Um, and this is to not say that I don't. There, I mean, there are other ones that are very high on my list, like Harry Potter, um, and The Little Prince. But I love The Moon and Sixpence. I've heard of this. Um, it's so good, and it really um, kind of changed my view set a little bit. Um, just in like creative aspects because it, so it's called the moon the moon and sixpence yeah by somerset mom and it's about the character's name is charles strickland and it's based about a, about a painter paul something paul clay no. no no um anyway google him google the book okay. um but he the character is this 40 year old like bank worker or something boring um, and then, like, one day he just up and leaves his wife to, like, with all of his money gone. Like, he left everything and just decided to start painting. And then, oh, like, was up. Gone. Yes. That's it. Um, and just was, like, amazing. So, yeah, I think. to Tahiti. Yeah. And he painted it with colors. Yes. Um, yeah. So, I just loved it because it was just, like, this person following their dreams. I mean, obviously, it was really crappy of him to, like, leave his wife and children and all of this stuff up and like up and leave them but i really like that you know just it didn't matter what age he was he or very, where yeah paul paul gogan had a very i would have phrase it very one minute he's the nicest guy in the world the next minute he's the most awkward person to be around with yeah and it was no middle ground he was, yeah. he was super generous he'll give you his painting for free and the next minute he's having a rage attack you know so it was always his up and down emotions yeah which is funny because he actually roommated with Vincent Van Gogh, who had the same kind of physical, psychological problems as well. So, and they both painted with bright, vivid colors mm-hmm. to the point I think they had that condition where they could taste colors oh. mentally, and they can actually hear colors. So their worlds were constantly—I think their brains were constantly getting stimulated all the time with noises and tastes yeah. and sounds that they translated to colors mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, and it's a, I think it's a wonderful view, especially if you love colors to investigate Paul, Paul, Paul Gauguin and yeah. 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 And so I just, lo- I love the story of, you know, doesn't matter what age you are, you can just go do the thing that you're passionate about. The famous writer, I think Raymond Chandler did the same thing. The detective, he just, I think mm-hmm. he was like a banker or whatever at age 40 and said, you know what, I'm just going to be a writer mm-hmm. the heck with it. I'm done. So any age yeah you can start yeah. up in any age especially in your case too you can start up at any age i know my old age of 30 <laughs> is, yeah but you just recently had a birthday i did it was my 30th birthday so i, I technically started when i was 28 okay um so yeah i mean i i grew up enough to say to everyone yes this is what i want to do so well that's fascinating i love that yeah, yeah. well happy birthday thank you so, did you get anything you want to share for your birthday? What was something really cool? Um, yeah, I don't really like getting any gifts. I don't. It makes me very uncomfortable. But my dad was very thoughtful and um, purchased the masterclass all access pass for me, so I can watch. If you don't know what masterclass is, it's just like online classes with professionals, um, like. Um, Natalie Portman does an acting one, and Ron Howard has a directing one. And all oh, right, these are um, really relatively new yeah, kind of things. Yeah, happen, yeah. Um, and I've just been watching 
I think Aaron Sorkin has one about writing. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I was just, why well, can't I remember her name? There's a, a female director um, and she is Indian. She um, directed, <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't, Monsoon Wedding and um, Salome Bom- Bombay. Anyway, okay. um, really great. And so I've been listening and watching that, and I love it. So I'm excited to watch all of them. It's kind of nice because you get the classroom environment, and you learn some little bit of things about. Yeah, and it's just nice to see what they do, what they do, and what they like their their thought process on things. I know, especially if it's, and like like I think Ron is kind of an interesting to look at mm-hmm. because he's done he's been in the business what since six years old, so yeah. he's seen and done everything. Yeah. And directing, writing, acting. So mm-hmm. it would be interesting just to see and discover what he has to, to go through the process about that. So yeah. Do you like process or do you like just getting the end results? Um, I like the process. Well, it's a little give and take. I, I'm I'm not patient um, and I don't like waiting for things, but I really like, you know, all of the details and bringing the pieces together. So yeah. So do you, do you, do, when you do it, do you have an ending in mind, do you think? Or do you like to go to the um, end? It depends on what I'm doing. Like writing, I see the end of the script and I see what I'm writing. Um, unless I plan on directing it, I try not to get too involved on what it looks like yeah. or like, you know, um, hopeful. Um, I like with Bittersweet, I have ideas and I'll bring them to Taylor, but I am not set on anything specific because I'm not the director and it's not my vision for the story. Yeah. So... So you kind of like you a little freer to yourself. You're not really structured yeah. to an ending. You kind of liked a little more free, a little yeah. more liberated. Out yeah. How like with my short film, I had very specific ideas on how it was going to go, yeah. um, and I took um, information like ideas from my cast and crew. But for the most part, like it was, I had like great. They were great. Everyone had great ideas. Um, but there were like specific things like this is how I want this like shot to look and this is what I want to, you know, this part to look like. Yeah. So. Um, when you watch other materials, like another movie, what comes out first for you? Does the acting come out first for you to the writing, the look um, of it? What kind of pops to you? Especially when you've done all kind of. Yeah. You know, it really, it depends. Um, what was the last movie I watched? <laughs> oh, I watched. You're not uh, asking me, right? I don't know. No, I am just kind of talking out loud. Um, oh, my husband and I tried to watch one of the Adam Sandler movies on Netflix, um, the one with David Spade. It's like good for you for trying. Yeah, good for you. And the dialogue was so awful. It was like, remember that one time in high school when you did this? And I'm like, okay, why are you like saying it exactly? Like, and why are you shouting it? Yeah, and just like it was just so on the nose and you know obviously this part's gonna come next because you said this line and like yeah. so it was just it was too much for me one of the things that catches me is and I've I, I know it before people critique it is when they do the pronoun they call it the pronoun game yeah until it happens and so you make the other person say what and then you get to do the dramatic delivery line you know yeah alright yeah yeah so so, called, so yeah. writing is sometimes what catches me um i saw book smart recently and i love oh really the oh, uh, she uh, olivia munn directed yes yeah um, olivia wilde 
Olivia Wilde. Did I get the Olivia's one? Yeah. You know, what happens. Um, And I loved that. I loved the acting. um, And I loved the What's a nice premise, right? Yes. It's, um, I like the story that they obeyed all the rules, but somehow the kids who didn't are still doing what they're going to do. So it's almost like, let's reward ourselves. Uh And of course, they're going to do it because it's comedy. They're going to way overdo it, Mm -hmm. of course. And that's what you're anticipating, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was a super cute film. Can you you feel comfortable writing comedy? Um, I think that I'm a very funny person, but I don't know. It, I if you I can make your husband laugh, can you make uh, your husband laugh? No, I can't. <laughs> um. So yeah, I I haven't tried. I think I I do have um, a couple ideas for comedy. Um, that like my ideas that I write down are make me cry. And la- because I'm laughing so hard, um, but I haven't actually written anything like in full. Every, you know, and I've had this conversation with my friend Lucas Munson because we're like, does comedy always need to be in something? Something needs to be fun, a little mm-hmm. bit of something funny. And we've always had that argument. We two schools of thought. I've always had something has to be funny in it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, not necessarily. There can be something that is completely void of anything funny. And I think that's hard to do. It's hard to intentionally put something that you think yeah be. so yeah. i th- i think like with like bittersweet when it's going to be a drama slash comedy like there's going to be bits of comedy but that's going to come out through the delivery yeah. from the actors and like the actual physical physicalness physicality of the scene and that's what's going to make it comedic it's not anything that i write on the paper because yeah. it's not i'm not doing punchlines. i'm saying like nor writing normal things that people would say and like it makes you laugh because that's you know it's a situational comedy sitcom just kidding are you comfortable watching yourself um nah, no I, no i'm not no it's tough it is kind of hard it right? is yeah yeah especially i think it because you you like to have all control of the whole aspect so yeah it's kind of and then you kind of point out the imperfections you can kind of see them yeah it's easier to watch myself on set at that time because then i can fix something it's harder to watch the finished product and i'm like oh why did i do that or why you know i don't like it so i can't but i can't fix it so then i get that anxiety yeah well i'd rather just not watch it there's some pages of a book that i'm not proud of but shut up i gotta go Mm -hmm. just move on yeah yeah all right that's that's we gotta move on something like that yeah so are you more comfortable having somebody read your material or then watching watching yourself on uh yeah i mean it takes a while for me to well i mean it did now i'm just kind of like here you go read it free flowing giving things i don't know i don't show people until i'm ready to like until i trust them like with bittersweet i didn't show really anyone until um, I was closer and then also I knew that they were interested and like with Taylor um, she was interested in being part of it so I sent it to her and then she was like okay this is something I really want to be a part of mm-hmm. um, and same with my short film I was like this is kind of the idea what do you think are you interested in reading it yeah. so so what do you do what do you do when you don't do anything creative what, how do you kind of chill out um, I sleep and that's about it. 
<laughs> uninterrupted sleep is golden, isn't it? Yeah, Especially I didn't say uninterrupted. It's, oh, I, <laughs> that's not, it's interrupted. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, my brain works too fast, so I'm always thinking of creative things. If I have to shut it off, shut off my brain, I yeah. sit in a chair and I turn on Netflix and just watch several episodes and then I kind of calm down. But Are you kind of like me? You watch movies just to, to decompress your brain? Yeah. 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 And I, I like put my phone in a different room and I just like watch and then zone out so I don't really know what I'm watching and just trying not to think too much about other things. My wife does that too. I mean, it's just like, an, it's a, it's just background. Mm-hmm. So I can, I don't have to, yeah, I'm not really focused on it. Mm-hmm. And then that's able to, you could just whistle down. Yeah. yeah. Right. Do you still go up north quite a bit? Up to, to like the nor- northern Minnesota and all that stuff? Um, I, not for like, for like work stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just hanging out up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. So, outside of creative stuff and book and all that writing, do you do music at all? No. No? What, nope, what, what I, was the lyrics <laughs> thing? I, I, I am not at all. Do you ever um, want to give it a try? Like pick up an instrument? Oh, I tried. I, I, tr- <laughs> I tried. See, you can be funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. See, that's real life being funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I've tried. Okay. Um, I don't. I again, I don't have patience. So unless I'm really good at something right away, I don't really want to do it. Right. You want that immediately? Yeah. 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 You know, typical millennial. Just kidding, millennials. I'm just kidding. Do you listen to music when you write? Uh, I have a playlist on Pandora. I forget. Well, the artist's name is like Italian, um, but it's like a little bit classical. Okay. No lyrics. So then I don't get distracted by what I'm listening to. Yeah. Um, so I do I do listen to music. So it does work, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you, so are you kind of the person I always like to ask? Do you, can you write anywhere or do you like to have your specific spot? Do you have a specific spot at your house that you work on or you can write in your car or, you know, or um, public park? It just depends. I can't write around other people. Okay. So, um, yeah, it really just has to be at my house, kind of. Okay. Because um, if I go, like if I'm staying in a hotel or I'm doing something else, I'm like, oh, I have a, a night off. I can not do something so I, I write mostly in my house yeah nice nice and i always ask this one if you want to take a while but do you have a particular favorite movies that you like um mall rats which i already said um i like the departed and well that's you, a nice movie yeah because I mean, it's multi-character driven mm-hmm. right and you have this juxtaposition right yeah like, i like yeah. yeah i like that and usual suspects fight club um i'm kind of all over the board i really liked pride and prejudice with did you ever read it here in nightly no i don't have time for that <laughs> i liked the movie and the soundtrack to that was fantastic okay um yeah i don't i i like movies i don't ever have time really to watch too many of them so you ever go to? Do you like going to the movie theater? I do. Yeah. But the time. 
yeah, that. And I also get a little bit of anxiety um, when I, I love, like, I love getting there and I love ordering my snacks and getting my ticket and sitting down. And yeah, then, it's almost and like then, going, getting air, on an airline, right? Yeah, There's, and I yeah. like um, watching the previews and then all of a sudden the movie starts and I'm like, oh, God, I have to sit here for two hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm, like, panicking, like, oh, I should just leave. I should just go because I have stuff to do. But then by the end of it, I'm glad I stayed, but... It's always that weird feeling. So I'd rather just watch it at home. Well, I always ask, especially people who are, love writing, love movies and stuff, and and me in particular, I like watching movies by myself. And I know I haven't like watched movies with my wife, but that's a mutual agreement. Hey, I'm going to watch this. You want to watch it with me? But I like going to movie theaters, and I like to see it. And I have a solo experience. Yeah, I usually go to the movie theater by myself. You do too? Yeah. yeah. Um, the first time I did it was actually on my birthday. No kidding. A couple, several years ago. It was when I think The Dark Knight came out. I saw two movies at once. It was that one and a different one. Um, but yeah, I just spent the whole day at the movie theater on my birthday. I was like, well, I don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> it's a good way. Well, so, I don't. It was I the never, best day ever. I never understood when you're a teenager and you expo- you're dating, you're supposed to go see a movie. Well, you can't talk to each other. That's the point. <laughs> There's nothing to talk about at 15. So <laughs> it's like what, what? Okay, want to go to movie? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I love that question you always ask strangers. Do you like movies? Everybody says yes. I've only met one person that said no. My husband does not like movies. Does he really? He does not watch them. It was a struggle to get him to watch my my short film. Really? Yeah. No, I mean he was really supportive, but it, like he it's not a, does not have the attention span for it. Really? Yeah. Is he is he a millennial too? Um, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I think we're on the edge. Yeah. Of I think you guys are close to it. Yeah. 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 But I I don't think. Yeah. I think people who consume it like I do, I constantly consume it. It's kind of surprising that somebody's like, I don't I don't care for him. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I do. I do, I have my wife does not really particularly. I mean, she watch them, but it's just not an avid consuming of movies for oh. her either. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. love them. I just don't have time to watch everything that I want to watch. And then when I do have time, it's like I have to sort through a thousand options to pick one thing because I have, you know, two hours to watch one thing and I have to look for it. Um, so then I kind of spend half an hour looking for a movie and then I decide like, okay, I can't pick. Might as well just do something else. Thing. But that was a fascinating thing working at the video store is the amount of time people pick to pick a movie could equal the yeah. amount of time to watch it yeah yeah or you can just stay there and loiter and talk to other people mm-hmm. or you can stand there and watch the movies playing i did that i yeah. always got like i would find myself watching the mo- like we would go with our dad yeah on uh, my sisters and i to pick out we each would pick a movie and i would just like be watching the movie and i would be like okay we're ready to go what are you gonna watch um, I don't know. Mars Attacks again for the twelfth time. <laughs> so that was one movie that we couldn't keep on the shelf. That was a constant. Rental. I loved it. I mean, I was <laughs> way too young for it. Right. Um, but it, it's it's so silly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those movies I was like I constantly rented out all the time, and it, to the point that I never got the chance to see it because it was always getting checked oh, out. I love it. <laughs> it's so terrible. But oh. it's intentionally terrible. Yeah. It's a play on 
it at fifties. It's supposed to look stupid in the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so Mars attacks, Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. You're all, yeah, I love your spectrum. All over the place. Yeah, I love your spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do, you do horror movies? Uh-uh. No. No. None of that. Nope. No, so you're not going not to go even, see Midsummer. Not a, you know, I follow A24 on uh, Instagram, and I've like they, they've been showing like all the like promotions and like it's so pretty all of their marketing. I know for it's it. hard. It's going to be hard for you because it's, it's colorful splendor. It's so pretty, yeah. and I then I keep then I like they would leak little like blurbs about it being horror, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Why is it so pretty if it's a horror film? And I'm like. Then I finally figured it out, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm glad I didn't get sucked into that because I would watch it and then start crying and all of these awful things. But we kind of the theme for this episode is juxtaposition, and Ari Aster with that movie played a hard juxtaposition with ghastly horror, with splendor beauty, oh. and played upon it, kind of presenting. And it was life in the in both. the daytime. Yeah, I mean that's completely opposite i don't know i don't the horror is not at all my thing well i so. if you if you watch it just i'll tell you though with this you can just fast forward some parts just i'll let you know yeah i mean if you tell me exactly what's going to happen i will definitely watch it um <laughs> but i don't like being surprised no well you know what as a kid i was a child throughout the entire 80s i mean we were bombarded with it mm-hmm. nonstop. we got hit over the head with horror movies every week with slasher every week was just non-stop just saturated it so we're kind of immune to it almost mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of because i'll be watching a horror movie just to fall asleep and my mom my wife will come out and just like what are you watching summer party massacre five can't what what can't you believe it they made five of these it's awesome did they really <laughs> i i don't know why i know about that movie it must have been a different podcast but i i've no about like the first one and how they made it and that was like they sold it on cassette tapes vhs yeah 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 that was yeah what podcast was that do you still have vhs do i yeah Mm, no no i'm not a hoarder i don't keep things (laughs) i mean some people in my house would say differently but i keep yourself in check I, yeah, I yeah. get rid of. I used to have three hundred DVDs, and I have four that I kept. Like I think Beverly Hills Cop is the only one I can think of, and then yeah. I would keep that too. Yeah, I love that it. one's another one of my favorites. That was character driven. I love. Yeah, that. yeah. Could you? The originally, I don't know if you knew this, but originally it was supposed to be Sylvester Stallone. That would have been awful. And then he turned, and he's like, because it wasn't really all that funny. And then Eddie Murphy took out, and then he started doing his all improv stuff. Yeah. And that, then it really took off. Ugh. But what's yeah. the phrase? Creative differences. So originally, Sylvester Stallone was supposed to be the Beverly Hills cop. Oh, I'm so glad he didn't take <laughs> it. Give it super, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Did you see that movie where he plays the singer and with Dolly Parton? No. I can't remember the movie. Never heard of there it. There is a movie where Sylvester Stallone plays a cowboy singer, Rhinestone, and with Dolly Parton. Is it recent? No, it's in the early 80s. Huh. I went in the theater to see it. Interesting. Yeah. So really, really, truly, Sylvester Stallone and Dolly Parton did uh, a country music I would movie. see that. That would be interesting. Yeah. Well, sadly to say, we're out of time. Okay. I guess. 
What am I supposed to say? Oh. Am I supposed? I'm supposed to end it, right? Yeah. It's not over till the guest says it's over. And it's over. Bye. 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 Bye.